we are go. Uh, welcome to the Integrative Faith Podcast. My name is Anthony. This podcast recently changed its name. I've got a brief description of why down in the description for this video. Uh, give that a read. Just wanted to let you know this is the Integrative Faith Podcast. This is a podcast about experiencing and following Jesus in all of life. Uh, it is based off of my new book, Integrated, which just released. You can check that out on Amazon. I'm really excited for today's podcast. I've got my friend Derek on, and he's one of my best friends. He was one of my groomsmen. We've gone through so much together, college, and I've been on staff at a church together, and I just, I think the world of him. Uh, so Derek, uh, just real quick, uh, tell us a little bit about who you are, allow you to introduce yourself. Um, so my name's Derek. Um, Career-wise, I am a nurse at uh, a hospital in Morgantown, West Virginia. It's called WV Medicine. Um, I'm also in grad school right now, I'm going for a family nurse practitioner degree. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, my like basically compensation side of life. Um, but I also um, volunteer as a youth pastor at a church. It's called the Foundry. It's in Morgantown, which I'm sure you've heard about it if you've been listening to podcasts here and uh, I've been the youth pastor there for going on five years um, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about how I got you know involved in youth later um, but other than that I'm uh, married um, I've been married for just over three years that's oh my gosh that I know it's gone so fast yeah it still feels like it just happened um, so Basically, like that is taking up 110% of my life right now. Um, uh, yeah, is there anything else that like, you'd like me to get on? No, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a good start. Uh, I mean, you're also from Holland, uh, which is very weird. <laughs> Dude, did I, I don't think I told you, but so back when things were like in like serious quarantine, that was like, I don't even know why it was just, we, Lauren and I watched all of the Austin Powers movies and because she had never seen them, I was just like, my gosh. And I mean, I remembered how, like, of course they're outrageous movies, but I like forgot how outrageous they are. Um, so yeah, and I, of course I thought of you <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Lauren's favorite was actually the second one. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Good times. So, them. what's that? It's hard to beat gold member, right? That one has a lot of Yeah. <laughs> so, it's hilarious, but also, like, rewatching it, I was like, actually, this is just a bad movie. <laughs> uh, I, I miss your dogs, too, man. I'm sorry. You'll have to excuse them. They uh, No. All, I mean, we can just do a podcast with them. That, that would be... <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> I love it. So Derek, yeah, let's get into it a little bit. Um, for the sake of this podcast, tell us a little bit about like, really, what's your story? I mean, so you're from Pennsylvania, you're not from Holland. Um, really kind of what's your background? How did you come to faith? And, you know, what really what is kind of like your your story of like following Jesus? becoming a Christian, trying to understand what that means. What, what does that look like in your life? Uh, so 
my story, I think the biggest impact that led to me uh, becoming like what I would consider a real Jesus follower uh, was a mentorship from a guy named Chris Kellner that I know you know him. Yes. I grew up in a family that uh, went to church. Um, but that was kind of like the extent of um, my relationship with, with God at the time. Um, but then when I got to Waynesburg University, so really, you know, college age, um, I had just kind of gone with like the, the flow of being a Christian and going to church and that kind of being the ceiling. Um, but my friendship with Chris and um, him really just like showing me not just brotherhood, but also um, the way that he lived is like someone who's really following Jesus. It just opened my eyes to like what it really could be and what it really should be in my opinion. Um, um, so like for sure, uh, for sure, like him discipling me led to me like actually becoming what I consider now a, a Jesus follower instead. Yeah. Of Can you speak to that a little bit? Like what was different about his example that you saw that you were like, oh, that's attractive. Like I, I actually want that. I want to experience what he's experiencing. I want to live, you know, in a way like, like I see him living, like what was different that he, you know, was kind of, you know, about his life that, you know, really spoke to you. Is there anything you like think of? So the, the biggest thing that stood out to me is that like when he talked about, well, still does when he, you know, when he talks about, um, God or Jesus, he talks about like spending time with them. Um, and that was just like such a foreign, like foreign thought to me, you know, to me, it was like, God was this tool in my belt, you know, or like a, a check mark on a list of things that like, yeah, could describe me as a person. Um, but instead, like when I met him, you know, we would be talking and, you know, he would say he spent the morning with the Lord. And, uh, I remember like hearing that for the first time and just thinking, you know, I don't know, like that I do that, you know, like I, I know all the answers to, you know, like what a devotional life should be, or, you know, what following, you know, Jesus maybe like looks like in the Bible from having like a Bible knowledge, but I was really struggling to apply it. And like, seeing the the fruit of applying it in your life and right right you know it, it's kind of like when um you know someone says they you know they really love the lord I, I remember the first time i heard someone say that too like that um just from like hearing that for the first time to where i am now like it just means so much more you know like it so i really think it comes down to like a devotional life and him discipling me and getting to see his devotional life like firsthand and that was that was a huge um, game changer for sure that's awesome yeah shout out to chris uh yeah, we, awesome. we we love chris we all work together uh you know from even time we were ras uh, back in college uh we've all been in each other's weddings and yeah chris if you are listening to this we we love you and we're thankful for your influence on our life um great friend for sure um and so, yeah, let's, let me talk a little bit about um, that. So obviously like Chris was somebody who was really impactful to you 
in college. Can you talk a little bit about like, you know, that was a transformational time for you where, you know, like we were on Res Life staffs together and I just remember seeing a lot of growth in you of, you know, being discipled and, you know, growing in your faith and you getting involved in a number of different things. Can you talk a little bit about what that process was like? And I know you, you became really involved uh, in college with youth ministry, and that's something that has, you know, led to work that you're doing now. Can you talk a little bit about that process of why you got interested? And I mean, I think of you as like, you are a relationship, a relational leader, a relationship builder. Can you talk about how kind of your eyes were open to just the importance of that kind of work, not just in a church setting, which, you know, you've obviously been a real champion of, um, but can you talk a little bit about just how, like during college and, and, you know, even through to now, how the importance of community and relationship building, like what that process has been like for you? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I got involved with uh, Res Life around the same time as I got um, kind of thrown into youth ministry too. I had like been in a youth group in high school, but um, it was mostly just to like go and hang out and like right. gym and stuff. Um, but then at Waynesburg, a friend of mine um, basically volunteered me to come help at a youth group that, uh, man, like that, that basically like is the reason that I got into youth ministry. It's like 100% of the reason why. Um, yeah. But um, youth ministry and res life, honestly, were like two like pillars of directing my life. I, I, I know it sounds kind of weird to say that, but um, because I got involved with like helping at a youth group, um, that led to me even being like interested in youth ministry, which um, led to me being able to like uh, accept the opportunity to be the youth pastor at the foundry. And the right. only reason that I uh, knew about the foundry is because of res life, because of you. And <laughs> right. There, they completely like intertwine with each other um, and getting to see like the importance of relationship and res life and youth ministry. It, they're not really different. Um, and one, you know, you're obviously dealing with people who are a lot younger than you. And then in res life, you're dealing with people your age and then also maybe even older. Um, but it really just speaks volumes to um, my opinion on like the importance of not just communicating, but um, like the, the power of consistency and communication. Yes. Um, because we all have like, you know, that person that you are Facebook friends with or the one that like you bump into the grocery store and you say hi and then the conversation gets kind of awkward because you don't really talk to them. You know, like they're just, they're just someone you know versus like, basically the relationship that um, Chris Kellner invested in me, you know, like when you're actually even, you're not necessarily discipling, but um, even just actively being, you know, an engaging person in a friendship and, you know, talking to them at least like on a weekly basis, asking them how they're doing and actually meeting it, you know, not just like settling for the response of like, you oh, I'm good. How are you? You know, but actually like, taking the time to hear what they're going through because if you care and like you have the patience eventually everyone will open up with what's going on 
but almost everybody is going to say like they're okay or they're all right or they're good that first that first time but i think that's where the consistency right. part comes in you know without the consistency yeah. all you're going to get is going is that like surf surface level stuff um but like the the longer you stick in the game so to speak that's where you start to see like the um, the turnaround on the investment that you're making in the person and you see that in youth ministry and you see that in res life and it's just, it's just, it's work, but it, but it's worth it. Yeah. I, I, I love that. I think that so many people are craving that like real intimacy and relationships and, but it, it, it's so hard for people to break down those barriers of vulnerability because you, there's just such a tension in our culture of like, am I going to be accepted and welcomed? You know, if I really share what's really going on in my life. And I just, I love how you said that, that it's about just showing people that you care really through consistency. Um, man, I just think that's so transformational. And so the, the two things you talked about there, you know, youth ministry, res life, I've seen in my own life, how those are awesome examples of just ways that you can be consistent in people's lives. Uh, I know that like my own life was so touched by like in high school, I was a part of a youth ministry that was like a weekly kind of consistent thing where I had relationships where I knew that people cared about me. And that was like the kind of the only place in my life uh, for different seasons where I felt that. And so that was really important for me. And then in college, um, similar to you, uh, I mean, we both had a great relationship with Chris Kellner. Chris was really important to you for a season as your boss in Res Life. It's kind of how that relationship you know, kind of what it was a catalyst for that. For me, my relationship with Luke Payson was really important. I was, he was my RD for two years. I know we were on staff together, uh, you know, with Luke for a time too. Uh, just his consistency in my life of, we can talk about anything, but I know that this guy cares and he can be non-judgmental in my life. And I know that he actually cares about what's going on in my life. That was super transformational for me that consistency and so then that transferred to when I have the opportunity to then what I what's been like given to me you know compassion and care and and consistency then the opportunity to share that with others man that's when it like clicked for me of like oh this is incredible when you can share that with other people and so I think about like you know I'm sure how many students that you have worked with in youth ministry over the years, like it's probably hard to say like, Oh, here's, I know what, like what happened in their life, but it's invaluable what you have given to other people. And I think about, you know, college students that we were peers with college students that we, you know, have worked with over the years where it's been at the foundry or, you know, that sort of thing. Like it, it's, it's only eternity are we going to know the impact of yeah. just the consistency and the care that, that you give to people. Man, I think about that, that Res Life All-Stars team that we were a part of, me, you, and Sned, and Warner, and Blair. Um, man, the, the love and care that we gave to each other, that alone, I, I just know for me, was so worth it and so rich um but i know all of us you know we gave it to other people to other you know our peers and um 
Yeah, I mean, that, that seems so long ago. I mean, we're talking like, what, 2012? That seems like a lifetime ago. Uh, yeah, and you, you know what's interesting? I, I was just thinking about this while you were talking, and we don't, we don't have to dive into this idea, but it's like, um, it's, it's really the, the same like ingredients, so to speak, that lead to the result that people want. And like, we as Jesus followers, you know, like we're just trying to give people, you know, something they're already seeking, but they might, or they might be finding in the wrong place. You know, it's like, for example, you know, like a bar, you know what I mean? Like most people go to places like that because they're seeking, you know, like social, you know, social acceptance. You know what I mean? Like they're seeking that, you know, that, uh, that community and the, you know, the cool thing that we already have is people who know Jesus is it's like, there's a community there that is better than anything we've ever found in our lives. Right. I mean, that's, that's why we're sold out the way that we are, but it's, it, it's just a matter of like showing people that um, maybe what the good they found is like, uh, it, it can just be so much can be so much better so um, that really stands out to me and like that that's something that like I've seen a lot in in youth ministry and I got to see in res life too um, just by seeing like the the friendship groups that existed in like our dorm hall um, you know like you'd have folks who were always trying to break the rules or like get around things you know but they were really good friends because they accepted each other you know they were willing to like share what they were going through with each other with each other and you know they did life together um but there's just like this stigma sometimes with people who are jesus followers that like oh if you know if i tell them this thing that i did or this thought that i had or you know this thing from my past then like i'm not gonna you know be accepted i'm not good enough to do it and it's just a total lie but it's like we're just trying to really give them the same thing that they might already be finding in another place, but uh, I don't know. It's just it's a really interesting idea, you know, when you think of it like that. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think that's a, that's a good point. It's like, I think people are cautious for good reason a lot because people have been burned yeah. uh, by, by judgment and by, you know, non-acceptance, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's the real challenge for us is like when we, have experienced like what real grace and compassion and care like when when we know what that looks like and you know for us we had these different experiences different avenues in college that were so important for us like so we've learned that i think that that's kind of like the challenge what i hope we're conveying here to people who are listening to this is you know for us it was just simple things it was just um caring about the people that we were around, you know, I think about, especially our, you know, like my senior year when we were, you know, on staff together, that you were talking about those different groups of people, like we were able to not just build relationships with a lot of really different people. We were able to like break down barriers and help bring people together who otherwise would have never had relationships with each other. And obviously college is not the only place where there's implications to do that. I mean, think about like you know you live in morgantown west virginia a very diverse place with college students and different types of neighborhoods and 
man, I just think like there's such an opportunity for us to kind of wake up and look around uh, and see people and, and, and try to just be consistent with caring about people everywhere because you just never know what the Lord can do through that. Um, so I, yeah, I guess that's just my hope is for, you know, somebody listening to this is just um, to understand like, man, consistency, compassion, care, like those things really matter. Um, tell me a little bit, Derek. Um, so we've talked a little bit about like what was impressed on you and, and kind of your growth in college and how that led to like youth ministry. Um, talk to me a little bit about how you've also been able to like things that you learned from those experiences and just discipleship in general. So you're a nurse. Um, you've been a nurse for what, like seven, eight years now, something like that. Almost seven. Yeah. Almost seven. Okay. Wow. Talk to me a little bit, like what has that world looked like? Um, you know, you've, you've worked in different units and that sort of thing. Talk to me, like what's the experience of nursing been like for you? And then we'll, we'll dive a little deeper into that. Um, you mean like as a, as a Jesus follower or just like in, in general or? Well, yeah. It, well, in, Yes, I would say yes to both. I mean, what just as a career, what what have been some of the you know more rewarding experiences in that, and you know where have you found fulfillment as a Jesus follower in doing what you do? Um, you know, something that like really surprised me about nursing. Well, first of all, I I, I picked nursing as like a last minute senior year decision. Mm-hmm. Didn't have any like back thought on ever wanting to be a nurse. I literally just picked it because I thought it would be a good job and that was like it. So yeah. don't do that, but it worked out. <laughs> but, um, my favorite part about my job is something that like, I never really expected to be that big of a part. And it's just, it's honestly like how relational nursing is. Um, like it, it's hard to think about sometimes, but from the patient's perspective, um, the mood that you bring to their room, it like it totally is forming and like mm-hmm. developing the experience they have at the hospital. And uh, it's really easy to go like numb to the idea of, hey, this is a person who's coming to the hospital today or has to stay at the hospital, you know, for X amount of days for this reason, because I go there every day to work. Uh, but I mean, that that's, you know, hopefully, only uh, an experience that they have to uh, have a handful of times in their lives, you know? Right. So um, it's really important for me to remember um, like what atmosphere am I creating with my mood, you know, how much um, willingness I have to just be human with them and not just, you know, check the marks on the list of, you know, nurse to do things that have to be done. Um, but I, I, I love the relational aspect of it. Like I, I love when I can, uh, you know, have an encounter with a patient who's been in the hospital and uh, get to hear from them that like their experience with me has just been so different than what they've been experiencing. You know, it's like, I, I've heard lots of people say, you know, you're the first person to actually like stop and listen to what I have to say. And like that, it's both heartbreaking and also, rewarding you know because it's like yeah. man there, there's like a, that, that that's so simple that's yeah. like 
you don't you don't need to overthink like that's such a profound thing for people but it, it's so easy to forget that the patient is another person and not just like a task that i i mean i understand why it happens so um but little things like that you know like where you get to just have a conversation with someone and it's not about you know what's wrong with them but it's just about them as a person and I, I love that that's my my favorite part of my job for sure yeah have you had similar kind of a kind of a vibe with even your coworkers of just making a relational difference for them i mean i'm sure i know hospitals that's kind of like a place where it's like you you feel like you know almost like you're like a family like a team with with your coworkers, with your unit like they you, we all know what we're going through like we are in we are in the thick of this together what's kind of your experience with your coworkers been like with when things get crazy or just the overall so i'm i'm pretty much three for three with how um my experiences have been because i've worked in three different areas over the course of seven years and it always starts with like them finding out i'm a christian (laughs) them then it turns into them like going through this weird stage of like they don't know how to like act around me because they feel like they're going to offend me if they like say a curse word or talk about like consuming alcohol and, and then like right that's three of them realizing that i'm just another person and like i'm not you know like a holy roller who thinks that i'm better than them are gonna like condemn them or something and like the final one is just like us actually becoming friends and them you know, accepting me as a Christian and realizing that it doesn't really change anything except, you know, uh, it, usually I get the, the label of like the nice, the nice guy or like the, you know, the, uh, the patient one or the one who never like has a bad attitude. It's usually like the stigmas that come to me, which I'm happy to have, you know. But, yeah, those, those are, those are good stigmas. I'm not going to yeah. <laughs> complain about those definitely always that same like one two three of like oh you're a christian like and then it's like uh is it gonna offend you if i say this or that and you know just that realization of like christians aren't these statues of, <laughs> of like all these different uh but, but but again i mean part of it is you know perception is real reality so part of that is just i don't want to say media stereotypes but you know, what people, people in their imagination have kind of, you know, these characters of, okay, that's what a Christian is, but also like, there's plenty of examples out there of like why people have had really terrible examples of what a Christian is. So that's, that's why they kind of like assume those things about you. And I just want to like, just shout it, you know, like, like just stop like christians out there stop stop giving us this you know this stereotype it's not who we're called to be like i'm glad you haven't been able to have those experiences where you can break that down and kind of show people different in a good way yeah and Um, it gives life what's cool is like and it it's happened in like every unit i've worked into um anytime that like someone basically gets a prolonged time of uh, it being like just me and them around and like not really anyone else they always like want to hit me with some question about like Uh Jesus or like my opinion on things and I always have to remind them that it's like you don't like you don't want to just 
like know what I think is right. Like I'm, I'm not creating my own concept of like morals or absolutely yeah. anything. Um, but that's been a funny part. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll ask the most random questions sometimes. And uh, it's always, it, it's cool because it, it opens up like a new, uh, almost like a new floor of our friendship. Um, because they might not previously have been like as open to like admit that they think about, you know, the idea of Jesus or Christianity um, because they won't be big to say in front of other people. But just the fact that like they're thinking about something and they want to ask a question about something, um, that's always really cool um, because it lets me like, and this is like the youth pastor in me too, it lets me like use that as a bookmark and then I'll try to come back to that and like revisit it later and be like, oh, you know, hey, like that was really cool when you asked me about, you know, yada, 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 like, what do you think about that now? Like, is this, do you still think the same way or like, has anything changed the way that, you know, you view that kind of thing? So it's cool. You kind of, you almost have to like take what people give you sometimes. Um, right. To push the, to push the relationship forward. Well, that's that, that's the consistency. You know, when people tell you something, it's not just, okay, well, I'm just making small talk, throwaway conversation with people, but you're showing people like, hey, I cared enough about like what you shared with me you know this might have been minor but like i cared to at least remember what you said like <laughs> if your thoughts your words matter so that just like that care and that remembrance that's consistency for people like where else do people get that yeah for sure so that is that's awesome have you had any examples like so you've had those relational examples in your work. Have you had examples, maybe that come off the top of your head, of course, like don't, you know, HIPAA here, but <laughs> um, any examples where you're like, yeah, I can remember a time, uh, like in your work where you've, you know, either because of your faith or just like caring about ethics, um, where you've like really fought or contended for, hey, we can give our patients better care. Uh, let's not cut corners. Let's not, uh, you know, let's make sure that we are doing the best possible thing that we can. Uh, you know, maybe where you had, you know, opposition to that kind of thing. Do you have any examples of that that you can think of um, where you've like shown your faith through how you're doing your work uh, or just through actions? I think um, the probably like the most consistent way that I run into like call it a dilemma um, because of being a Jesus follower, it, it's almost always just like an integrity issue. Yeah. Um, yep. Like um, the area that I work at right now is a surgical area where people will like recover from surgeries. Um, so a part of like getting them out of our unit and either home or like back to their room. They just have like certain check marks they have to hit. And uh, I sometimes like I'll, I'll get poked fun at because, you know, they, they'll say that like I take a long time to get rid of my patients. And that's only because I'm not going to send my patient away if, you know, their pain isn't controlled or if they're not awake enough or, 
you know, just because it's been 30 minutes and, you know, the rule says after 30 minutes they can go, doesn't mean like they should go. It's, so it's usually a matter of those kind of things. Yeah. Um, but even just like, you know, any little rule, like I, I always do my best to try to follow it, even if like no one else is. Um, like a funny one is, you know, we were all going to lunch one time and they were all going through like an exit only door because now that COVID's happened, you know how they've designated like every door is only an in and out. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone and their brother was going through this exit only and like I didn't do it. So they all, you know, like made fun of me basically. But it's like, I like to think of it as like, okay, you can, you can break the rule, you know, or you can do this one thing, but what if everyone did it? You know what I mean? Like, okay, you dropped something on the floor and you don't want to pick it up. But what if everyone who dropped something on the floor didn't pick it up? You know what I mean? Like if you, if everyone did the thing that you're doing or saying is okay, then there's a reason that rule exists, you know, (laughs) like there's a reason. So. Well, cultures cultures fall apart, you know, if you're talking about, like, you know, a team is organized around a mission and a cause, when you're trying to pursue excellence and you're trying to pursue, like, doing the best possible thing you can to, you know, fight for your cause, that kind of thing, apathy and indifference and ultimately failure, I think it starts with just the little things of, like, well, it's whatever, it's not my problem. This is, you know, this is not a big deal. If everyone like that, if that attitude just infects more and more, then eventually you're going to fail. Yeah. It's like, where does it end? You know, like, where does yeah. it end? For sure. Yeah. It snowballs for sure. Dude, that was an awesome answer. Thank you for that. For sure. Oh, yeah. um, Derek, so that brings us a little bit to kind of where you're at now. Can you speak to a little bit with all the different things in your life you know, youth ministry and, and nursing, and you're in graduate school to be a nurse practitioner. Um, you're married. Uh, can you talk about just the different, you know, your community, the different pieces in your life? Where do you feel like God um, is kind of calling you and, you know, in regards to the present and the future? Like, how do you see yourself continuing to integrate your faith in your life? And, you know, maybe what dreams is God giving you, where is your heart for the things you're doing? Speak to that a little bit. Just this idea of, of integrating everything together as, you know, as you keep following Jesus. Yeah, that that is honestly like a question that I've thought about since I was in high school in regards to like, how, like, how do we integrate, to use your words, yeah. uh, the fact that like, we're here on earth, right. For like multiple reasons, you know, there, like there's all kinds of things that like Jesus calls us to do. Um, but at the same time, like there are also all these like things that you kind of have to do, or at least culture says you should do to be what's viewed as like a successful or even like functional surviving person, you know, like, um, obviously like there's some variables like, you know, college or trade school or work, you know, like you can go any direction and still be okay. Or, uh, even like where I'm at now, like deciding to go back to grad school or volunteering mm-hmm. at, uh, you know, at the foundry to be the youth pastor. Um, 
versus like how much of myself I choose to disclose at work in regards to like me being a Jesus follower. You know, like there's all these different, you know, venues of me living my day to day and where I'm spending my time and basically the influence that I'm having with what I say and what I do. Um, but it, it's still something that I think about almost like almost every like week I'll say I, I'll have like yeah. come to this moment where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm working 40 hours a week at the hospital and I'm doing that to, you know, pay for, you know, rent and vehicle and, you know, bills. And, you know, I, I'm in grad school to basically get a different job eventually. And, you know, I, and I'm helping at the church to, you know, try and keep the youth group basically going at this point because COVID has been so crazy that it's like yeah. a mix of like parents being okay with kids going versus like all of a sudden all the clubs are back and now kids are back in clubs and things. So it's like, <laughs> like where I missed that. I must've missed that moment of being okay to be in groups because it, it went from not being okay to like, well, now they're all busy in sports again. It's like, mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, it's still, it's like, it's such, it's such a great question. And it's like, it's a lifelong question, if we're honest. And like, if you turn, like, I always, I'm a big, like, Bible person. I like, if someone asks me a question, then I want to be able to find the answer in the Bible before I feel confident to share that as like, what I view is the right answer. And, you know, no one ever talks much about like, the disciples or Jesus's basically like sunrise to sunset time you know like we don't know what time of day it was necessarily when a lot of things were happening and you know obviously we know that like Paul was a tent maker and Jesus was most likely a carpenter because you know the customs are to do what your father did yeah. but like there there's never any like black and white hey like this much of your schedule should be work and this much should be you know like discipling and this I'm at the point right now where like I currently I currently believe that like every moment of my day to day can either be used to push people more towards like considering a relationship with Jesus. Yes. Like improving their relationship with Jesus um, or each moment can have like the opposite effect. And I try to not have as many of those opposite effects as I do the positives, you know, like, um, and it's hard, like, it, you almost, you feel like you have to always be like, quote, unquote, on as a Jesus follower, sometimes if you're, you know, trying to take it serious, because you never want to have that moment where like, you snap, or, you know, you don't follow that rule and someone sees it because then you feel like, Oh man, my credibility is at jeopardy. And like, I'm supposed to be a walking, talking representation of Jesus and who he is. So at the end of the day, it's like, I don't really think, well, how do I want to say this? I don't know. I don't think there's sufficient evidence per se to say that like God cares that I'm a nurse versus whether I would have been like an engineer or a plumber or a mailman. You know what I mean? I don't think if I would have chose a different degree, then God would have been like upset or that like, yeah, yeah. Clearly the course of my life would have been that different because I, I, I think that like 
I think it's more about what we do with the direction our life goes than the decisions we make and guiding it, you know? Yeah, uh, dude, I think that's... But I don't, it's really not. <laughs> no, I think that's rich. I think that's really, really a great answer. Um, yeah, man, there were several things in there that's, that's, that's really great. Um, I mean, definitely, I was just thinking about like, what you do just, you know, again, on a relational level, um, you're talking about like every moment there's an opportunity to kind of help push people towards Jesus or point towards him. Um, you know, whether it's that through how you're doing stuff, what you're doing, you know, of course, conversations, uh, man, I mean, just at the hospital and the church and things like you work with, you know, I don't even know how you could put a number on it, but thousands of people, a year like the impact that you can make just with that alone um yeah I, I just think that's true and that again is regardless of what you do i think that's true you know again if you were an electrician or a plumber or an engineer um i think it's so important that yeah what, what i was thinking about like there is this kind of sense of like every moment presents an opportunity and like it can feel in a sense like oh i've got to be on like you said, every, every moment. But I think like when you are walking in step with the Lord and you're taking care of like, you know, when you're spending time with the Lord to borrow, you know, like kind of Chris's language that I think like the fruit of the spirit just develops in your life and pointing towards him just becomes natural. Like that's not, it, it doesn't feel like work over time when you're, you know, healthy and in step with, with God. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean about yeah. health. Or like people are amazed by like the patience that I can have in a situation. And to me, it's like, I'm, it's really, I'm not doing anything. I'm just, but to them, it's really hard to not like blow their top off with like anger and frustration. And I think it's exactly what you just said. I think it's this, I mean, the fruits of the spirit, they're there. You know what I mean? Like love, peace, patience, joy, you know, all that stuff. So I, I really, I totally agree with you. And I think it comes back to like inner security. Like you, you've got, you, you know who you are, you know that your, your value and your worth and your security ultimately is in the Lord. And so like things like work, you know, projects or cases, like those things are not like your, your success is not, it, it, it has nothing to do with your own, uh, you know, personal security or value or worth or anything like that. you, you are concerned with, are we doing the right thing <laughs> for our patients? Whereas other people, they're like, you know, like I've got to climb the ladder. I've got to make something of myself. It's like, that's a, that's a path to disappointment and depression and ruin. Like if I'm being, if I'm being honest, like the Lord's the only thing that's going to fill that. Yeah. And I think that like ties back nicely to like what we were saying earlier with like the fact that, I think everyone's searching generally for the same thing. They're just looking for it in different places. You know, it's like everyone, you might, someone might be really sold out on the idea that like money's going to make them happy or that house will make them happy. And, but. And we can't judge people for that. Like we've all been there. Yeah, for sure. Um, And like I said, like the only difference between, you know, people who've experienced like the grace and acceptance and love of Jesus is that we already have, you know, we already have that 
satisfaction. Whereas like, I think a lot of people are just looking to be satisfied in different ways. And unfortunately, like I just, it might, it might bring a satisfaction, but I think it's just temporary. Like you said, you know, it's like, it's, it's something. Yeah. So many different directions you can go from that too. Right. Like, <laughs> like talking about gratitude and comparing and, but yeah, we don't have to right. That's the problem when you get you and I talking, I feel like we could just sit down and talk about Bible stuff or like sermon ideas. For <laughs> yes. Uh, dude, I, again, just thinking of college memories, like how many times were we just hanging out, you know, with each other, with other RAs or even just random students. And we're like, dude, it's three in the morning. <laughs> how did we get all the time so great Derek this is awesome um, with all of my guests so far and with you know so many that have come I I really feel like man these conversations are, are really rich and I feel like we could absolutely have you back and do you know a dozen more conversations about these because I just feel like there's so much again that we could continue talking about I think this is a great uh, kind of stopping point for this first episode of, of having you on. Uh, man, really awesome conversation about just discipleship and relationships and pointing people to Jesus and, and all that you do. Um, man, I'm thankful for you. Again, we've, we've been through so many great experiences. Uh, and I just think of like just little things that, that you know, helped shape our stories and um, brought us together. I think about like, you know, we were swimming in the pool at my mom's house. And I was just like, dude, there's this church plant I'm a part of. And we've got a, a youth opportunity, <laughs> like just that little thing. Like, oh, really? Uh, you know, that just made such Do you remember a difference. We were, we were talking about that question that you just asked me. And I'm not lying. I, literally that question of like, how do you integrate faith in your life because we were in your pool and I was telling you like you know I graduated I'm not doing youth group right now and I just feel like all I'm doing are these like worldly things and I just I don't know like what the significance of any of it is in relation to like my purpose in Christ and it's funny it's like full circle it's like here we are talking about it again like gosh six years later it's still relevant and like it always, yes. it always, it's always changing. We're still figuring it out. Yeah. yeah. That's so uh, funny. Though. I totally didn't even think of that until you just brought that up. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, oh, wow. Yeah. That feels like so long ago. That's, that's incredible. Um, yeah. Again, um, I'm thankful for you. Thankful for all the work that we were able to do at the foundry together, man, I miss you guys and that community and, um, I feel for y'all in this COVID season, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely hoping to, we're going to be home at Christmas and, you know, somehow would maybe like to see some people, um, yeah. but yeah, thankful for, for that. Miss you guys, man, just <laughs> reminiscing about our college stories is incredible. I mean, there's lots of really great stories of, yeah, rich relationships we were able to build and fun we were able to have and then there's also 
really stories that probably shouldn't be shared on <laughs> in, in on the public airwaves, uh, you know, launching uh, water balloons and uh, and fruit <laughs> and running around in ghillie suits and things that, you know, I probably should have been fired from Lou for. Uh, you know, all sorts of great great memories shenanigans of the highest order um i'm not, not going to incriminate myself here anthony <laughs> <laughs> and there's so many you know classmates and you know peers that we had from college and even uh i think about being down in morgantown old chi alpha students and things that uh yeah it's just like so many people that I just see on social media anymore and hey if you're if you fit any of that description that and you happen to be watching this listen to this uh we miss you <laughs> for sure i mean this is just yeah it's really really special to think back of you know we've been through some really cool stuff together and uh, we've met some really cool people along the way it's been great so yeah with that all said uh derek anything that you would share um that I know you're like a huge Avid Brothers fan. What's like something really fun that that would be like totally like not something that you would think of that's been really important for like just your discipleship, whether that's a book or music or something other than of course the word um, that you would be like, hey, if you're like a Christian trying to like, you know, be a little more serious about this, um, of course, relationships are important. What's just something maybe um, that's been, you know, kind of unique to you and your, um, you know, kind of faith walk that you're like, you know what, you would probably wouldn't necessarily hear this, but here's something I would recommend um, that's just been important for you. Um, in regards to like just own personal development, um, I'll keep thinking for a second. Um, <laughs> But I do have a, a good answer for like the, the person who doesn't think that like they can disciple or maybe is trying to disciple or have tried to disciple someone in the past yeah. and like maybe doesn't feel successful. Um, something that has definitely uh, been like shown to me in my experiences, especially through youth ministry, but you can really see it in really all like realms of discipleship. Um, the the importance of um just like getting uh like getting groups together um it and you said this earlier it, it's really unique and it's one of my favorite things about like organized ministry is that like there's there's something like special that happens when you get a group of people together who like might not necessarily um like all know each other but when they get together and then especially like when they do a common thing together, yes, it, it like, it just tears down like walls and friendships and it allows people to be more vulnerable. Um, so like if you ever get like an opportunity to go to um, like a weekend retreat or like a three day conference, um, I guess that would be a good answer for like own personal development. Um, mm -hmm. But those things like that, like, like the thing that sounds like it's going to be a chore to do or, like, <laughs> or maybe something that like you don't really want to do, 
like if you know if your church is doing like a men's weekend and you're like oh man that sounds lame, lame. yeah <laughs> or like i'm not spending like 50 bucks to go do that like just just try it like yeah try it i know it's the weekend or like you might not even know anyone that's going to be there or you might have to like bunk up with someone you don't know in a hotel room though it's always like those things that and i don't know how to explain it but it's just always those things that allow for this like next step to happen in relationship with other people but then also your own relationship with with the lord too and like in youth ministry, it's always the like the weekend retreats and camps and stuff. Kids are like way more open to like talk with you and like share with you. But even today, like just this morning, um, doing like a men's ministry thing, um, I organized a game of football and like mm-hmm. there were guys there who didn't know each other, some from Chi Alpha, some from the foundry, some from the hospital. And yeah. they all, you know, they're all they're all playing football together and having a good time. Um, but then that leads to, at least other things like it, you know, at least to grabbing lunch together, or, you know, just like that. And it's like, you don't, you don't know the importance of like those things or like maybe not importance, but the possibility of like outcomes, so yeah. many, so many things can happen. So it's an opportunity for discovery and for just being surprised by God. Like, I think that's just, yeah, it's, it's breaking from routine and giving the opportunity to be like, Oh, I didn't actually think this was possible or yeah. just like yeah. in res life when we would, you know, create the wackiest like event ideas just to get people to come be together. Like that's the goal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we, I think what did we order like an eight foot sub or something one day? <laughs> yeah. Or <laughs> guys to come hang out and it worked like, you know, you get people meeting each other and stuff and it, it's cool. Dude, that was, that's, uh, Again, we could we could just go on for hours about this. Um, thank you, dude. I love you. I miss you. Um, again, if you're listening to this, we've got more episodes coming soon. You can watch this on YouTube, listen to it, you know, any place like Spotify, Apple, anything like that. Again, my new book is called Integrated. You can get it on Amazon. Uh, Derek works uh, again at the Foundry Church in Morgantown. So if you were in the area, uh, that was a church that I was originally part of and love them, can't recommend them enough. Check out what they're doing if you are in uh, that south of Pittsburgh area. Uh, dude, thank you so much for this. This has, been, this has been great. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. Thank you guys for listening and we'll check, uh, we'll check in soon. Thank you.